Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 223 of A Wild Podcast has appeared, the official Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com, and the three of us are back, baby. All right. Hey. Yeah. Yes, the, we are. The, the I'm Jim. That's Christian. That's Megan. We say the words that you listen to or sometimes watch. If you watch us live, twitch.tv forward slash comic book. We do it live every Monday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. We talk about Pokemon. Lots of Pokemon. This is true. All kinds last of week, Pokemon. Last week, I complained that we didn't, I didn't have any reviews to read because that's one of the great ways to support the show. And man, oh man, did you guys show up? Got so many reviews to read today. I'm so excited. Uh, almost so that like I forgot where I left off. It's been so long, but I remember. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Pokemon Nerd Thing Thinf, which I think is supposed to be Nerd Thing, but like they maybe like miss like hit F instead of G because it's so close on the keyboard and then hit save and then now they can never change it. Is how I is how in my my, that's the headcanon on how that you maybe it's intentional. I don't know. Then if it is, I'm sorry. Hi, guys. Love this podcast. My main uh, this is my main source of Pokemon news. And it's amazing how connected you guys are to the Pokemon company. Oh, that's Mm. right. Not getting that anywhere else. Thanks for taking my mind off the pain and day of life. Oh, wow. That just turned. Oh, existentialism. (laughs) Flareon is the best EV evolution, by the way. Nope. All right, cool. See, we're doing good. And you I get love you, two, as a you get two stickers. You get that person gets two stickers. And if and if you haven't yet, email PokemonPodCB at gmail.com. Uh, if we read your review on the air, we'll send out some stickers. If we had stickers of the EV evolutions, you would get every sticker of the evolutions except for Flareon. One hundred percent. Just saying. Wow. wow. I just have to say, well, hey, I'm a hardcore repper for Vaporeon, and I make no apologies. I like Flareon. Flareon's probably top three for me. Flareon is very fluffy, I could imagine, if they weren't also giving you third degree burns. (laughs) (laughs) This one is from Lemurio. Great podcast that makes me LOL. When stuck in traffic and annoyed, I really appreciate spending time with this podcast where the hilarity of uh, this week's at least very interestingly shaped white eel wiglet uh, Pokemon plush is worthy of discussion. Uh, Is a reminder that it is still fun to engage uh, with that sort of fantasy world with friends, even if it's just considering the evolution of Chimeco. Uh, <laughs> if the Pokemon evolutionary biology is a good metaphor, the world sometimes seems like Belly Bolt's eyes actually in front of uh, its head's beady location and shape. But this podcast gives me a short time to see it as a fun, cartoony Google eyes, googly eyes on the side of the head. And I'm perfectly cool with that description. Love Megan, it. you missed the the very intense realization I had about Chimeco last week. No, see, I listened to it and I got to experience <laughs> it as listeners, uh, you know, feeling that absolute horror in real time. 
uh, <laughs> it was 10 out of 10 just seeing the progression of your realization and like your worldview collapsing essentially thank you megan i appreciate oh it. of course anytime uh this one's from uh takeshi uh kyoko i'm sure i said that wrong i'm so terribly sorry i really am 10 star podcast first of all shout out to my awesome wife dinah for putting up with my obsessions including pokemon 20 years next month second jim you're not the only one that has seen pokemon and thought it was something else i always thought geodude was a weird rock but it turns out it's a weird creepy rock with arms wow. well, of course yeah, that's accurate. That's uh, a- seriously, I love this podcast. Uh, I haven't caught a live show yet as I'm at work when you stream, but I listen to the podcast as soon as it drops. Keep up the good work. Hey, thanks, so, man. Speaking of Geodude, I was I actually I thought about this. Know, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. So you know when the <laughs> when the anime was coming out, hmm. and they're like, yeah, we want to make you know we're we're gonna make Brock a main character, so that means we have to figure out how Geodude works. And so then they take a look at this rock with arms and they realize and they, geodude, float. they geodude canonically <laughs> crawls around like a freaking zombie. And the animators to a T just said, no, we're not going to do that. And instead oh, yeah. they gave geodude this weird floaty ability <laughs> that, you know, has never been properly defined in any way shape or form and it's a hundred percent because like the animators were like this is not a horror tv show crawling towards people slowly also so much effort for them to animate those arm movements anytime they need to do it it's he also it's not eye level brock has to bend down to talk to geo dude I, but see, here's the thing. I've thought about it, and I am convinced that the reason in the anime, at least, and why I think, you know, Geodude should just be able to float, period, is I believe there's something in, like, the rock mineral composition of it that has a, like, reverse polarity to the Earth's crust. And so it's like a uh, magnet, <laughs> and it, like, floats I, because they're constantly repelling one another. So that wanna, is what I believe. I want to believe that all Geodudes are actually just, like dead magna uh, uh dead magnemites that uh have just been like weathered over crusted and, over you yeah know, the just cru- like, basically yeah. rock has crusted over the body of these magnemites and that's where that's why it floats you know what i see that that also works i just think there's something weird with the polarity yeah it's that's just, just metals in the geodude exactly like I said, it, it, it's just a hundred percent. You know, the the animators either did not want to figure out how Geodude moves, or were so <laughs> like just like turned off by the prospect of Geodude. <laughs> I, it has to be the latter. But like it, it, it's just like, but also too, what Megan said, like it's just easier to animate. You can just like move the Geodude up and down as opposed to having to do these weird <laughs> crawling. Oh, for motions. sure. Or or it could fully extend like its arms out and like walk like it's the you know like, like it has feet. Like yeah. Oh that's yeah. a that's an upsetting. Yes. <laughs> and it could again, use, it could like how yeah, it could have its like arms locked down and use its like weird fingers as like Yeah. Yeah, legs I to move. Oh, I dislike <laughs> that. Yeah, essentially something out of like the Adams family. Come on, we know. It, I love it. Because they're made out of rock, it could hold its body weight with its fingers and just walk like with its fingers being its like little centipede legs. 
a hundred percent someone pitched that and, and <laughs> oh i hope I mean, that would <laughs> also be a they're like no we could give it like cute sound effects and then it's like no this is the creepiest thing of all time make it float yes <laughs> they just wanted to be able to say like drag like copy drag <laughs> that's what they wanted to be able to that's do it. for the frames uh-huh. All right, next one's from Crushed Mushroom, a rewrite, apparently. Hello, I've written a review before, but didn't get a sticker. I don't know if you saw some out. We do. You make sure you email PokemonPodCB at gmail.com. Again, this is my favorite podcast, and the goal is to listen to every single episode. Pretty big task. You would not be alone. Some people have done it. Maybe mm-hmm. we make like a hall. We got to make like a, a hall of fame for everyone who's listened to every single episode. I wish you all a wonderful day and a good and good Pokemon luck, a card luck for years to come. Question time. If you could take any animal mixed with a food into a Pokemon, what animal would that and what animal and what food and what would it be named? I would mix a hyena and ice cream bar and call it hystericle. Oh, I get it. A play on popsicle and hysterical. And also Uh, hyena because that's the way it's spelled. I love it. So see, I immediately came up with an answer and I don't don't know how viable it is. Okay. That's my answer. I would take a ferret, mix it with a Cheeto, and it would be a Ferrito. Oh, Ferrito. <laughs> that actually sounds like a really... That, and that there could be various. There could be like the crunchy. There could be the ju- like the puff. There could be the, 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 like the hot <laughs> Cheeto. Like the, 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 the opportunities are endless here, honestly. So I would have a Cheeto ferret. Call it Ferrito. Honestly, I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't gotten... A ghost type ice cream that is literally just I scream, you scream, and then we all scream. Nothing so I'm, you know, I think like the obvious one is just like a Taiyaki, you know, this oh. literally a Taiyaki, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's going to be like when like the Pokemon designers are being lazy and just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fish. Yeah, maybe we'll get like a mochi ice cream one. And That'll I'll just like be that. That, that variants. We were talking about the other week. What would Magikarp's evolution be? It would be that. <laughs> I think. It, see, like the thing is, I think at one point because I think Magikarp was originally like on the books to have a convergent, uh-huh. and I think like you know that was kind of like the gist of what they were going with. Oh, that's interesting. Um, but I mean, that's that's also terrifying. You guys no sold my ice cream idea, but that's okay. Uh, next one's from Papa Charizard, 1018. You guys are the best. Great episode about world. Sounds like it was a lot of fun. It your was. show is one of the best covering the world of Pokemon. Keep up the great work. I had a question about your favorite Pokemon. Maybe I missed it in a previous episode, but what are your guys' top five favorite Pokemon? Mine are Charizard, Umbreon, Arcanine, Tyranitar, and Tysflosion. Uh we won't do top five because that'll take up a lot of time, but maybe we'll, we, you know, we can do top three. And for those who are very faithful listeners, uh, I want to know if you can pick them out for us, but I, it's fine. Uh, I mean, for me, I really like, I think I have like a top two. Well, no, I lied. I have a top three. It's Geodude, obviously, followed by Gengar, followed by Entei. I love Entei. Okay. So we have done. 223 episodes and i think this is like this second time you've ever mentioned Entei. no not at all absolutely not who do you think my third is okay there when we when you were at worlds jim and i had an enlightening conversation about Entei. i'm i'm just i'm just saying like you've said Kingler as your number three i do look i know i love Kingler. Kingler's definitely top five not top three 
I love wow. I love Electabuzz. I love Magmar. Like I love a lot of those Gen One ones. But like top three though, like ones I would actually buy merchandise of. Geodude, Gengar, Entei. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great when you have to buy a pterodactyl Entei. Not gonna happen. Um, oh, that's absolutely gonna happen. It gonna, very much. Well, all look, it just it just goes it into happen. my it just goes into my Alolan Geodude ban. Like I just refuse to acknowledge it exists. I mean that. I mean that's fair. I mean I don't know why you would refuse to acknowledge the superior Geodude. But it's okay. not. It's the worst Geodude. Okay. No, I mean, anyway, who doesn't uh, love? Like I don't even remember like the the dude that you draw on the face with the magnets. You know, how how do you not like that guy? All right, Megan, top three. Vape, well, obviously, we know Vaporeon. I mean, obviously, Vapor, I mean, I, I've already said that right. once in this podcast. I strive to mention it at least once in every episode. Uh, I have to say, obviously, Vaporeon's number one. See, I just, I, I have like a thing. I either love like weird ghost, creepy Pokemon, or I love the really cute Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, I loved the Skitty evolutionary line. So I'm still just like weirdly attached to them. Um, but I also loved Haunter growing up so I, I always preferred haunter i usually would never evolve haunter up to gengar because i preferred haunter mm. um but haunter mm. haunter is one of those ones where like the look, size in the pokemon company makes no sense like, oh no you go from ghastly and then haunter which is this giant thing and then you shrink back down to like what gengar is like what like what the heck's going on here I don't, I don't know. I, I love him. That's a great choice. Christian? Hmm. No, it's uh, Bulbasaur, Articuno, and then like the number three kind of like varies from time to time. Um, right now, it's probably Sprigatito, I'd say. Really? Uh, I love that freaking cat. I guess I thought, I guess I would have said like Rayquaza for you because I thought. Like, I, I mean, I, I like a lot of the legendary Pokemon, um, but, um, you know, like maybe it might be like Suicune. Uh, mm. Would be another one that I'd mm. I'd throw up there a lot of the time, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 definitely you know Bulbasaur and Articuno are like one two, mm. um, you know Articuno is like one of those like great Pokemon that like I will always like given the opportunity put on my team I don't care like it is just like mediocre uh, here <laughs> uh, Pokemon like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, freaking love it. Uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I said, number three. I don't really have like a number, like a true like number three. So like that one would shift a lot. Like yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I could throw in like you know, you know, Muse, another great one, Psyduck. Um, but you know, right now probably I'd say Sprigatito, just because you know uh, I got came home with so much Sprigatito stuff from Worlds, <laughs> so much. Nice. All right. Next one's from Shiny Charizard nine two three. Amazing podcast. Great podcast. I listen to it in the morning every week, and I love listening to the news and uh, when they open new Pokemon packs and talk about the rare Pokemon from Pokemon Go and the new additions in Pokemon Unite. Thank you, Shiny Charizard. Last one's from Zippy five hundred. Hi, I love your podcast so much and listen every week. Now, if you could create a starting trio, which Pokemon would you put in it? Um, I'm gonna refine this question. Where and say if you were to do a starting trio using only like then the only available Pokemon are starter Pokemon. Who's your who is your trio? Mm. Fire, mm. grass, and water. Obviously. I mean Bulbasaur is my grass pick. Love that little man. Yeah. I think Cyndaquil would be my fire pick. Solid. And then 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm completely blanking on the name. Penguin Boy. Oh, Piplup. 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 Oh my gosh. I have I literally have a plush of him behind my computer and I'm staring <laughs> at him like, what is your name? Ah, Piplup. Yeah. That's that those are my three starters. Uh, uh Bulbasaur, uh Litton, and I was thinking either, um, yeah, I'd probably go with either Froki or um, Totodile. Mm. Uh, I go Charmander, Turtwig, and Totodile. Ooh, Totodile twice. We got some Totodile love here. Yeah. Yeah, I love Totodile. All right. Sweet. That does it for this week's reviews. Thank you so much for everyone showing up. I really like really do appreciate it. Um, after the show last week, I was like, oh, God, I hope I don't sound so needy <laughs> asking for reviews. <laughs> Christian, no, he was. I, that's why I was like, oh, no. And then everyone came. So thank you. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we've got some news to go through yeah, this we week, a, and then we got, and then we got a new Pokemon to talk about. So yeah. let's get into the news. Pokemon Go Fest last weekend. Who played? Oh wait, Megan, didn't you say you had like a Pokemon Go story from like your time in New York, or was that? Yeah, I say what that story. I was? I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. <laughs> I was in New York for a press event, and uh. They had me out for way longer than I needed to be there. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to take some transit. And I went over uh, to Randall's Island Park and played uh, played Pogo. It was, it was interesting being there in person and seeing just an absolute massive amount of people playing. It, I, I just don't see that anymore. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, uh, I, I went in played it they had some like cool little installations around um and it was just really because it just reminded me back of like as, in its prime heyday of like people having like six phones out <laughs> oh <laughs> doing this whole thing um so i did briefly re-download pogo uh for for the weekend you know just to play around um talk to some of the players that were you know in the area um and you know, a lot of my friends who are who live in New York, they they also were, you know, attending or taking part in the festivities in some way that weekend. Um, so it was it was definitely interesting to see just a livelier community, which, you know, it's you know, it's New York City. Of course, there's a lot. There's a polka stop every bodega you see. Um, but every it, time it, was someone pretty, it was pretty great. Like takes a screenshot of New York. I know. Playing Pokemon Go. I'm just like, well, and that's that I. So yeah, it was it was it was it was interesting and it made it feel more worthwhile to play for that weekend. Um and then I came back home and I was like, ah, there's nothing. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing for me to do in the in the same kind of worthwhile because like it made it so easy. Like I was able to link up with friends, like even without having to do like remotes, it just made it so clear and to the point where I have which is kind of why I deleted it in the first place off my phone was it just doesn't make it easier for people who live in suburban rural areas. You know, if you live 30 minutes out of the main Metro center, it can be really difficult, you know, 
based on your town. So like, yeah, I'm in the Nashville area, but I am just right out of the cusp that like it is not incentivized for me to play. So that was heartbreaking because I actually was like kind of enjoying it. I didn't really spend much money um, playing when I was up in New York City for for GoFest. But mm-hmm. then as soon as I came home, it was like, well, if I'm going to be able to play this in a meaningful way, I'd have to spend money and I'm not going to do that. So it was great playing it there. And I've since gotten rid of it on my phone. They Again. So I, I did Pokemon Go Fest this weekend and I was talking to uh, like I had a couple of friends who were playing. And so we met up at the park that used to be like filled with Pokemon Go people and still had a pretty good Pokemon Go crowd for Pokemon Go Fest. Now, I wonder if it's like like that uh, for every Pokemon Go event, but it was like super busy for Pokemon Go Fest. But I was talking to somebody who had uh, driven from like a suburb of Columbus um, and she basically had to make a 40 minute drive into the city in order to go to the spark. And she was telling me like at her like suburb, like n- there's nobody. And she's like mm-hmm. trying to organize raids. She's tried to do campfire and all that stuff. And she can't do it in order for her to get any like sort of raids. And like, the thing is like the Pokemon go Columbus groups have really like withered away and died. It's clear that there are still people playing. Mm-hmm. But the you know I think that that really passionate group of fans that came in through the first wave have a lot of them have like petered out and left, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so like unless there are like you know backup places to go and talk, like if you made the connections and you know who to talk to, that those opportunities still exist. But like for her, where she came back uh, from, you know, playing like back in twenty twenty one. You know, she, you know, didn't have access to the discords, didn't have access to it. And that's a real big problem for the game. Mm. Uh, You know, like I've been playing it like, you know, I've been enjoying going back to Pokemon Go. You know, like there are things that are like annoy me about it. Um, But, you know, they like I almost think, you know, in the main series Pokemon games, when you go into a raid, you don't always need other people to play the raids. Like the five-star yeah. raids, hypothetically, you can go mm-hmm. through and you can do that with a group of NPC trainers. I really wish there was a way. I was thinking about like what the solution is to like the rural. Mm-hmm. I am shocked that they have not like come up with some way of like basically creating like NPC trainers that help you along that you like pay Stardust for or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. make it a resource that you're not paying for, per se, but, you know, because you're already paying for the the raid passes and stuff like that. But, you know, you have Stardust resources, you have all this other stuff that you, all these other resources. Why not spend that? And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to, to bring in, like, NPC trainers to help you, and the more NPC trainers you need to help carry you through this raid, the more Stardust you spend. So it still encourages the grind and the walking because, you know, you're spending the money on the stardust. And if you have a good team, you need less. But, you know, for, you know, like the mega Rayquaza raids that were going on, you need like six people to do that. And in a lot of areas, it is very hard to get six people to play outside of these big events like Pokemon Go Fest. Mm-hmm. And you just really need, they, they really need to find that solution because I think a lot of people would come back in if they, you know, and it's been... Just something that I don't think that po- that Niantic is interested in figuring out. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to do it, they could figure it out. One of my favorite things is um, I have a good friend who lived in, uh, to put politely, nowhere, Alabama. They just kind of (laughs) lived in a really small, very, very small town. Very, I mean, the definition of rural. And they moved uh, up to Albany. They met me uh, in New York. We went to a game cafe. And they were playing Pokemon just constantly. They were like, and they, they know I have a history with pokemon obviously and they said hey well do you play pokemon go and i was like i've played it since the beginning pretty jaded i've got it on my phone this weekend but <laughs> you know I, I i can't normally play because I, I i live just on the cusp where it, it's not incentivized for me unless i'm paying tons of money or driving into town more frequently um because Tennessee and Nashville is not a very walkable, friendly area. It is one of like the states with like in cities that like you have to really drive to be able to mm-hmm. navigate. Our transit system is not the vibes aren't there. <laughs> and they were like, oh, I used to never be able to play Pokemon Go because they lived in nowhere, Alabama, literally nowhere. And now they play all the time. I mean, they are like they have. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're like a they like. It's like they're a pro player. They're so tuned into it now. And I'm like, well, see, that's the difference is there are people <laughs> who are playing in the areas around you. It is it's very incentivized for you. Uh, so, you know, it is. Has it is, Pokemon Go become a game of the Metro Elite? Is that I mean, it's always been I mean that it's way. always been that way. I mean, we we're 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 we 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 almost sound like we're trying to be like, oh, they're they're outclassing certain players, but like darn you city folk. It's like, always been man. Like is that, that is that like a freaking headline from 2016? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, what? I mean, I don't know. I never like. Yes, I felt it like a little bit, kind of during the you know the the heyday. But I always felt that there was enough, especially during like spotlight hours and things like that. That like, you know, it was. I mean, easier. I mean, could I? I mean, look, could I? Could I do raids from my living room as if, instead of like if I was living in a city? No, but like I never felt like like if if I really wanted something, there was no way for me to not get it right. Um, but now it really does feel like that. Oh, right. I mean, I would say that I have always felt like that, but now mm-hmm. it's just like in. I always felt there was nothing I. If I, I could do everything if I was willing to put in the money for it, which again mm-hmm. is the whole point of you, them getting you in with microtransactions and, you know, the whole the whole issue and controversy with gotcha games and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, like, I, I mean, for me, it, it there's just not enough there. Like, I'm, you know, I regularly play gotcha games. I am a gotcha they got me gotcha games got me they got me real good (laughs) so like i'll play anything from like hoyoverse or there's like several others that i'll play like the fate series and you know i don't spend a lot of money on them but i am far more willing to do that and you know make meaningful progression because like i don't feel like i am barred out of certain elements of the game like i am with pogo yeah, which again is is the accessibility issue we've discussed time and again. Yeah. But you know, it was depressing because like as soon as I, I I had Pogo on my phone in Nashville, and then I, I knew as soon as my husband was driving me back from the airport, I was like, "Yep, I'm gonna cross this line right here," and then there's nothing, and that right. was right, nothing, and then there was no point. So 
that that was just disheartening but you know i was used to it so i just quietly deleted pogo off my phone and i went back to cafe <laughs> remix and i've been happy ever since <laughs> cafe remix the superior mobile Man, game 100%. cafe remix has got me in a vice grip it is such a cute game yeah i, I recently picked it back up because i like i um I got mad at Marvel Snap, and so I was like, "I'm going back to Cafe Remix." And man, have I been stuck in Cafe Remix world for so long? That's an easy game to get addicted to. It's addicting. It is just it's it's so simple, such a little buy-in. It is really one of those games. It's also one of the few games that I can play that I don't get car sick playing mm. in the car. If like my husband's driving or friends, like I can play it pretty easily. Um, so that's that that's been me. So that's the the thing with Pokemon Cafe Remixes. It is a great game like to pick up and like drop off like because mm-hmm. uh once you run out of content for it it gets like really te- you know like mm-hmm. it just once you like max out on your levels and stuff like that like it the, the other stuff to do in that game just doesn't really hold up. But as long as you have like new levels to keep on like trying out and stuff it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just what do you mean? But I, I think this game does a does a great job of of like we get some pretty consistent updates yeah. for for remix, mm-hmm. and so it definitely has enough for for you to um, to get back. Uh, okay, well that is that. Let's move to the next thing. Live shows coming to Universal Studios Japan. Oh, oh man, yeah. is this the pre? Is this the precursor of Pokemon Land at Universal? Well, uh, you know, they, well, they've been talking. They they wanted yeah. to do this since, like, you know, they they announced they were planning on doing this for a while. But mm-hmm. you know, it was really funny. I didn't realize that the Halloween shows this will be the first. I think like dedicated like evening type of show that involve mm-hmm. like Pokemon mascots. Like right now, mm-hmm. like the Pokemon walk and do the parades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like they're doing like a night show with DJ Pikachu, who you probably remember from a couple years ago. DJ Pikachu dropped a number of beats on YouTube. Um, I, I think that is how the kids say that. And now <laughs> DJ Gengar is joining mm-hmm. him uh, for a spooky Halloween celebration. I only stumbled upon this because they did. Um, uh, they they announced like all oh, like you can eat DJ Gengar um because uh, they're doing a bunch of like pokemon suites and stuff mm-hmm. um and so i saw that as like and i totally missed that that they were doing this i mean we knew that these sort of things were coming mm-hmm. um if, if you happen to be in japan for the next two months i highly recommend going because i saw like a pokemon live show while i was mm-hmm. over there and if it's anything like that it's it is well worth the 15 minutes of just like losing your freaking brain over is it um, better is it better than bluey live uh, oh uh, actually, man, no, how are you I gonna think... ask that, Jib? I don't even have kids, and I know the answer to that. <laughs> so, okay, so blue, it's, there are different kinds of experiences. Like you know, Blue Bluey Live is a you know, but the, the the thing that I don't like about Bluey Live is they weren't mascots. They right. were like stuffed animals that people behind them were controlling, and you know, it was an interesting way of doing that that i hadn't seen before it was you know the some of the puppeteering was cool and interesting Mm -hmm. but it was kind of weird at other times and very clunky um uh watching a bunch of freaking pikachu mascots you know dance on stage though that's an experience that will never leave you (laughs) my favorite thing is like tokyo like not well it's not tokyo but you know you 
the USJs getting, you know, these Pokemon Halloween shows. And in America, we have the obviously the the lovely Halloween Horror Nights and, you know, <laughs> they could just give us like one Pokemon thing. <laughs> just just like, one like, come on. Can you just imagine, like, because how different, like, the Halloweens are treated over in Japan and over here in mm-hmm. the U.S.? It's like they have, like, Halloween Horror Nights, and it's like, you know, we have Freddy Krueger! We have this monster from Stranger Things! And also, we have DJ Gengar dropping some sick beats alongside the Minions! It's like, what a I mean, I'll be weird... totally honest. I would be so curious to see the crowd. I would love to see the the uh, the competition and or demographic difference between people lining up for The Last of Us Haunted House at the Horror Nights versus the people lining up to meet DJ Gengar. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I love The Last of Us, but I'm 900% in line to meet DJ Gengar. So, <laughs> <laughs> Full I stop. Posted, I posted an article today um, that was kind of like my recap of Pokemon Worlds. And we talked a little bit about this last week, but basically, you know, Pokemon worlds kind of like really like proved to me, we need more like permanent Pokemon spaces in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. like the equivalent we need, like, and, and like, that's the thing. It's like universal, if universal studios over like in Hollywood, like had like DJ Gengar showed up, you know, they might as well shut down like the Friday the 13th house because they're not going to have <laughs> no like I'm serious there there would be such a stupidly long line for DJ Gengar like yeah. you know they would have to like have like okay guys sorry I know you're supposed to do jump scares for a bunch of teenagers but we need you manning the DJ Gengar line because it's getting <laughs> rowdy and out of hand and there's a four hour wait for there's too many people in line drinking waiting to meet Gengar yeah know? and that's that's like the thing is it's like there is so much pent up demand for stuff like DJ Gengar. Um, mm. Like even over, like I'm sure like not only will every one of those DJ Gengar shows be sold out at Universal Studios Japan, they were sold out three months ago. Mm. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the problem. There's not enough of this. There needs to be more. Mm-hmm. The, the, the scaling of it would be, very interesting to see, but hey, I mean, how how many decades did it take to get Mario at the park in America? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll see. Well, first, we first we gotta get Pokemon Land in Japan, and then inevitably a few uh, like five to ten years later, we'll get it here in America. So, you know, so fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, well, hold on, because we, well, go ahead. Well, no, no, go ahead. It's because uh, well, we need to. We have, we have to take a break. So we need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that, and when we get back. We'll do this the stuff that we need to do to finish out the show. <laughs> all right. All that and more. Uh, we'll talk about the, the new Pokemon and I'm sure a Pokemon fact of the week. And I'm sure a tangent when we're back in 60 seconds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, okay, okay. We got a new Pokemon. 
We do. Like 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 a legitimate new Pokemon. Not even yeah. a it's not a fan like the Pulti the the well, okay. This is another convergent know. species. It's similar right. to Wiglet. How the hell um, do you say this though? But is totally separate from Sinisty <clears throat> or Poltegeist. Um it is Polchugeist, um, which is Pol-chug. basically a um it is a it is a you know matcha tea kettle uh resurrected by the uh you know grumpiness of um tea ma- you know japanese tea masters adherence to tradition which is a weird like weird flex <laughs> but okay like hey, like i don't know how like, uh you know matcha is treated these days like, <laughs> i mean hey i love matcha I will, I will mess me up some matcha but sometimes the things that I've seen matcha be su- uh, subjected to is uh, <laughs> is worthy of an exorcism. Yeah, no, it was it. it I, I don't know if this was like a commentary on like, you know, like what 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 exactly is the Pokemon company trying to commentate on? But I felt it was a commentary Somewhere on the Pokemon something. company is big mad. Somebody like, at the Pokemon company is tired of seeing people put matcha in like lasagna because it's free fruit. Yeah. They're, like, they're just saying put it in the tea. Put it, I mean, I, who cares? We're not even talking about like matcha lattes and stuff. Like that's one thing which I willingly drink in excess. But people are like, stop putting matcha in your like jello shots, please. <laughs> like, are, are they mad about the fact that people are, are like disrespecting the tea? Are they mad that people are mad? Uh, is this is this a criticism of adherence to tradition? And the you know, that adherence to tradition is somehow you know, holding back Japanese society. I don't know. It's like, a little bit so of all ways. of that mixed like, with this... a man yelling, get off my matcha lawn. Yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like this, this is a really, like like I said, I feel like there's a social commentary going on about the, involving well, the that's the next line. question you get to ask him, Christian. <laughs> like, <laughs> won't be. I'm still going to ask them that <laughs> next year in Hawaii. I'm like, can we talk about Poltergeist? What was exactly <laughs> like the social commentary that you 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 were trying to push with us? And like the the, I'm sure like the CEO is just going to like stare at me and it's like. It's a Pokemon. Uh, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, are you sure? Because I really feel like. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the fact that you know they introduced Poltergeist by killing like twenty kids? It was a bold move. Yeah. It was a bold. It was a bold move. It certainly made. Like, look, I, don't get me wrong. I love the. Um. The the new ways that the Pokemon company is like doing these kinds of things, right? That one was weird. Like just like but from like the trailers and and stuff like that, like and trying to incorporate some of the live action stuff. Like, you know, like I thought a lot of the the lead up to uh, Scarlet and Violet, like the stuff that they did there, I thought was you know was was cool and fun. But that one was. Yeah, in the last six months, the Pokemon company has let Pokemon kill more humans than it has since it was founded in like the 90s. They've they've suddenly been like, ah, Pokemon killing humans? Mm, We we approve. We're approving of this. So maybe we really do get DJ Gengar at Horror Nights one day. Like I like I feel like, you know, like it, it feels like once a year we get to talk about Pokemon snuff films. Uh, you know, because I remember that's how they introduced uh, Hisu and Zorua uh, back mm-hmm. in 2021 was, you know, like uh, Zorua, like led some researcher to their death. 
Um, then last year, I feel like somebody died in the discovery of Pokemon, and I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember what the Pokemon was, but you know, I I feel like you know, like this is just becoming year. And there, the oh, it, it's it, oh it, yeah, oh it is. It was. How could mm -hmm. I ever forget that? It was Graveyard. And like, mm -hmm. you know, the guy was literally like, like passed out because it sucks a soul. Mm -hmm. And so we've like, we have gone from, you know, one, you know, like one dude dying in the name of Pokemon discovery, to freaking <laughs> teacup Pokemon murdering entire, like, like classes of children. Like what will be next year's? We'll be, we'll be like, you know, it's like, oh, what is, what is this Pokemon rising from the sea? Oh God, it's hyper beam entire cities. <laughs> Millions are dead. Why? Why? Like, I feel like that's like, it's just going to get more and more extravagant and more and more people are going to die at the hands of Pokemon. And I, for one, welcome this. Hey, it is a stance that the Pokemon company is taking. You know, it was a, uh, I'd say, you know, a uh, an interesting aesthetic for them to uh, do a snuff film murdering children with a uh, matcha ghost. But, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe those kids were allergic to matcha. We don't know. We don't know their story. We don't know their life. Uh, but, yeah, that was a that was an interesting take for this up uh, this Pokemon at this point with all of the like various Pokemon foods at this point. I just wanted to do like a mini series where they have like Pokemon Starbucks, you know? Like Al Cremes, like putting the whip on top and like I matchas having lattes. They have milk tanks in the back providing the milk. Right. Where's like, like where's like the fun slice of life stuff that from the Pokemon? Yeah, company, where's Poltergeist just this? like making me a bomb matcha latte and me, you know, gifting them berries for it. Why, yeah, why it's you? literally cafe remix. Like literally yeah. so much. Give me the cafe me remix the cafe anime. Remix so here's uh, my question, and we we you know I'm sure we had this commentary you know this this a couple of years ago. If you drink a poltergeist, does poltergeist possess you? Probably get I'm like sure. a couple twins. I mean, look, I don't think, but like I don't think you can you don't you can't drink these Pokemon. They're, I mean, they don't I exist. Don't they don't exist in liquid form. The stuff that looks liquid is actually flesh. Okay, so what you're saying is, oh, is when you try to drink poltergeist, juices. you can't like drink poltergeist. It's it's like a bubble tea situation. Yeah, I think you're literally drinking like it's innards, like it's synovial fluid and no, stuff. No, you can't. Like, but I, but it's like so. Then are are we saying that like its body is viscous? Yeah, it's like, haven't mm -hmm. you ever seen like freaking Ghostbusters? Like when Slimer goes through a wall, it leaves behind ectoplasm. You simply, you know, so what happens is I'm assuming that poltergeist is a bunch of ectoplasm and you shake it up really well. Mm -hmm. You pour it into a cup and you mix it in with some coffee. Like I literally had this drink like three times on accident in freaking Japan where I go, yes, I would like this cold brew coffee and there's gelatin in it for some oh, yeah. reason. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jelly coffee is huge. What the heck? Oh, I love jelly coffee. That's that not going to wake you up, especially if you're not expecting it, man. It is it's, one of the weirdest. It's the, it's the evolved form of boba, essentially. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. They said, like, we, oh. we're, not, we're not satisfied with simply tapioca pearls in our drink. We want the whole thing to have tapioca in it. Uh, that's like the thing. Okay, well, so like... then now, okay, well, no, now, hold on a second. Now, okay. e explain this to me then. So, mm -hmm. yeah. No, wait. In, so, Sinisty. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Is its body the cup or the purple stuff inside the cup? 
it's the purple stuff inside the cup. It's possessed the cup. Okay. Literally... So the cup's eyes are not actually Sinistee's no, actual. It's, it's like it's like kind of like when Rotom possessed. Well, because the... well, because I'm saying because yeah. like because because Poltergeist purple stuff has a face. Yeah. That well, that's 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 Poltergeist. It has the right, face. That's what I mean. That is. So, um, you know, basically, so it's like, so, so it's basically like a jello form that you could slurp and sip and then, and then, then, and yeah, then I guess you get possessed. Yeah. So Sinistee basically possesses the cop and the purple stuff is, it's kind of like, but then do you digest Sinistee? Y- yeah. 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 It, it basically, you drink Sinistee. Right. And it, it like, enters does it your hit body your stomach? and it steals your soul that way. Okay. So it doesn't go to like your stomach, but like what happens to the gelatin that you drink? Uh, I mean, it just the, gets absorbed into your body then. The, yeah. You digest yeah. it. Yeah. What I'm trying to ask is, do you poop? It out goes all the way through. Yeah, it does. It goes yes. The whole that's way what through. I'm asking. Yeah, but then, yeah. But, but 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 then does the sinistry spirit stay in you and then you're stuck? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it leaves traces well, in your in, bodies. In Sinistee's case, sinistry tastes so bad you spit it out immediately. Mm. So it's an evolutionary flaw with sinistry. Sure. Right. No, uh, and with Pulte guys, I think it's basically the same thing. Is mm-hmm. um, you know, it, your it, body has a protection method, but because if you it's were a ghost, to, and it's like, yeah. it would be like drinking a dead person. Yeah, so you know, uh, Pulte guys, you know, has a distinctively delicious flavor, but when drank, it you know, Pulte Geist is actually the black tea. Hmm. So that's that's the thing. Like Pulte Geist is is literally that it it's literally tea. Okay. Patty Doctor eighty two has a, a very valid question. Doesn't let you spit it out. Is it something that, like, if you take a sip, it's like, ha I've stolen your body. It's mine now. You can't spit me well, out. Well, Sinistee, uh, you know, steals the life force of people right. who who eat it. Now, the difference is okay. So keep in mind, pol- so Sinistee and Poltegeist, they pos- you know they are the purple stuff uh-huh. that's within you know. Uh, it is, you know, uh, that 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 is, you know, what it's Pokemon. You know, the Pokemon is actually the purple thing, the mm-hmm. the teacup and the, you know, uh, tea kettle are simply what it lives in. OK, Polchugais mm-hmm. is the actual it's 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 it inhabits. It's, you know, it is also like the matcha tea powder. Sure. But I mm-hmm. think like the the concept is, is that the the the. It is the the Pokemon's body includes the uh the, like the matcha kettle, like uh-huh. the tea caddy. Like I don't I I I you know, like it's it's a very you know, like I I because poltergeist they have like talked about like poltergeist is the tea, and in this case I think you know it, this is a ghost that's inhabiting a tea caddy. It's a it's a weird difference, but like I think it's like a distinct difference. Like I don't know if Polchugeist is actually like the matcha powder. I think that that's part of it, but like, you know, I don't think it's just the tea, if that makes sense. Well, thanks for making things complicated, Pokemon Company. Can't even keep that in line. Because then theoretically, just even by the way that this Pokemon looks, 
it falls more in line with Sinistee because of the face on the container. Yeah. And so then you would think this would evolve. Yeah, uh, then, it probably does. It probably evolves into... But it can't Sinistee. evolve if its name already is similar to the evolved version of the other Pokemon. We are 100% going to see it flip-flop. <laughs> I guarantee it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like have that, very little for, doubt. Because multiple times they talk about how this... So Pokemon it's going to evolve into a baby? Uh, it's going to evolve into something like a floating teacup. I don't like it. That's okay. Probably right, well, listeners, you get basically two bonus Pokemon facts this week because that was basically one giant Pokemon fact of the week. And right now, we have this week's Pokemon fact of the week. This one's a weird one. So we've already talked about Absol. You know, you, you everyone knows that the story is about Absol. It brings doom, blah, blah, blah. It tries to <laughs> warn doom and people take it the wrong way. All that nonsense. Uh, Absol is essentially Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure and I understand my cryptids correctly. Taking taking that one step further, Mega Absol has wings. Oh Those my wings? god, it is Mothman. <laughs> that's that's like the I thing. It's like I but here's the thing. I heard red. Mega like there are multiple Pokemon facts, like Pokedex entries that specifically say that Mega Absol's wings are not wings. They are simply fur that looks like wings. Then what is the I mean, I... freaking point of the wings? Is it because it's like, like, does it, is that supposed to be like an angel of death sort of thing? Absol went to a, uh, a Halloween store and bought some wings for the Halloween costume parade. And that's basically it. They're basically just, it's just fuzzy wings that it's wearing on its back. But the idea of Absol as a cryptid. Yeah. I love we need oh, yeah, now. Sure. Now I need now we need to assign more cryptids to the Pokemon. What are like the cryptid counterparts in the Pokemon right. universe? Right. Because Absol sounded like Mothman, the portent of. of oh, OK, but also yeah. I don't mean that I, I don't mean this to like. To start something, this, this is a legitimate, genuine question. Is Absol a cat? Yes. Are we saying it's a cat? It's yes. Yeah. Does it say it's a cat? No. But it's, Would you it's say it very looks like clearly a feline body. Dogs and cats look very different. I don't know why like the entire world tries to gaslight me on this. Dogs <laughs> and cats have very different body shapes outside of just their freaking face. No, because look, here's the thing. I have I have a doodle mix. Uh-huh. Okay. And my doodle mix is very tall, very slender, very absol looking. Which is why I'm asking. I Chat, what mean, do you say? Cat or dog? Uh actually, uh Reddit already answered this question for us. Oh, what did they say? Just let us know. Uh a year ago, uh seven hundred people on Reddit voted over this exact question. Somebody asked, Is Absol a cat? Uh, the overwhelming answer with 355 votes was Absol has feline features, but I wouldn't classify it as a cat. Uh, That's not an answer. The second answer is second place was no, it's not a cat. And third place was yes, it is a cat. Uh, To be specific, it looks like it's kind of a mixture of the, the kind of 
mythological sphinx as as well as the Baizai or Baizai. I'm not sure how to say that. It's a Japanese like mythological monster again, similar to Mothman. Uh, but yeah, that 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 seems to be the main situation. Yeah, like, so it's the, not clear cut. Nothing well, in Pokemon's the, clear cut. We've learned the, this over the last 223 <laughs> episodes. Okay, so the Baizai, you know, uh, to 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 be. To be uh, clear, but the Baize has the body of a tiger with a horned head. You know, and tigers uh, are big cats, so yeah. So they, you know, kids. like that that that's the thing. It's it's literally it's a uh, the in Japan, you know, the 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 Hakutaku, which is like the equivalent of mm-hmm. the it, it's it's literally a monstrous cat creature with nine eyes and six horns. Also, occasionally described as a cow. Commonly depicted as having the body of a lion, bait eyes. So, you know, I hear a lot of cat things, you know, what I'm not hearing anything mentioning a dog. I will accept Absol looks like a cow if we want to go that direction. <laughs> Those Don't are our it. three options Absol cat, Absol not cat, Absol cow. Yeah. So, I agree with the third answer. To be fair, I like, I, I am more on the Absol as a cat side than anything else. But. Yeah, just like how Suicune, Raikou, and Entei are all also all cats because they are. <laughs> also, apparently, Growlithe. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. You just you just preach them. Uh, also, apparently, according to the most recent Pokemon card, so is Charmander. Once again, I'm sorry, I don't make the <laughs> rules. But when Charmander, when you see a Charmander, you know, pressing its face up against glass, wanting to kill a bird that's outside, that's a fucking oh, whoa! Oh, whoa. Great. Wow! We need to end few, this episode, guys. We've gone yeah. a few shows, and that was the most explicit of the all. all of there's only listeners. there's only so many things that tick me off, and one. One of them is the stupid cat conversation. All right. So all of our listeners are sorry that uh, the, we have triggered uh, Hoffer deeply with our conversation of cats versus dogs on this episode. Uh, tread lightly with that conversation. <laughs> uh, I will say if uh, if semantics is listening or here in the uh, in the chat, we should set up a poll in our discord mm-hmm. about Absol. Let's see. Let's see what the community thinks, and go from there. We'll go. We'll go over the results next week. So, we'll do that. And it's probably about time we end the show. Please. Uh, yeah, at this point, it's I probably drop. best Before for, uh, for safety. <laughs> yeah. For, for for a show that had not much news, this is this was one. This was one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> This was one of the good ones. Christian randomly just broken. (laughs) (laughs) If you would like to continue the show experience, head on over to our Discord. You can find the link to our Discord on Twitter, on X, whatever it's called now. Our handle there is at PokemonPodCB. In the pinned pinned post, you will find a link to our Discord. Discord grows every day, and we love it. Thank you, everyone, for leaving your reviews. That is one of the best ways to support the show. Uh, if you have not done so yet, go do it. And then send an email to PokemonPodCB at gmail.com, and we'll get those stickers out to you. Going to be... Uh, 
we're in those we're in like that weird like slow time but creeping closer and closer to to spooky season although this spooky season i mean look we i think we've run out when we've been doing the show for so long i don't know if we have any like we may have to go to like re you know some revisited pokemon facts of the week if we do that or we just continue on on our thing because you know what i can make i can make anything terrifying eight i mean look Eight times out of ten, there is usually a horrifying fact about every Pokemon. So maybe we just continue on. Yeah, uh, we get there in the end. We'll make them terrifying if they're not. (laughs) I'm sure there will be a way. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the very long, the the much longer than anticipated. What happens if you drink slash eat Sinistee today? Uh, I didn't. I didn't expect that. I know. uh, I think it was Scholar in the chat did not expect a bluey tangent on the the show today so we have that mm-hmm. for you all in all like i said if you want to continue the the conversation discord's a great place to do it otherwise you can find all of us on twitter you can find me at jim biscardi megan is at megan peters cb christian is at c hoffer c bus and until next week folks may the shiny luck be in your favor we'll catch you then later